0: Welcome back to another episode. So, now that we've had a week to worry about Father Crow and wonder what we've done with Andrew, it's time to talk about it. Andrew has elected to temporarily step back from the game side of the podcast. This decision, supported in full by the rest of us, was made so he can focus on managing his anxiety and depression. As Andrew told me, he loves the podcast, hanging with friends, playing games, chatting with fans, the whole package. But when you stop having fun doing something you love, well, it's time to take action. We cannot wait to welcome Andrew back when he's ready. And in the meantime, he will still be working behind the scenes as our Spook Tracks composer and he's still more than happy to chat on Discord. So please join me in wishing Andrew good health and good luck, whether on Discord, Facebook, or emails. Links to all of these on our website. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to episode 13 of Inspired Incompetence. Riddle me this. The Inspired Incompetence podcast is brought to you by bees. Do you need bees, like a lot of them, like now? Call bees, for all the bees needs. How's everybody doing?
1: I needed a lot of beads this week, so I'm a little disappointed. I got excited and then realized you meant bees. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking
2: beads.
0: Well, you guys got to get your heads in the game, because motherfucking bees is where it's at. All right, so uh, let's see. Last week, we left off with you guys. Getting your introduction to Nine Eves Manor, fought some oozes, uh, slash grenades, fought some <laughs> uh, sturges, and uh, then a uh, the the painting at the top of the staircase that you guys are standing in front of seemed to come to life like it was a like a Harry Potter painting.
2: What did the painting look like again? I remember being fascinated by it. The snail man, that's right, and he's got horns like a ram. Ooh.
0: Yeah, so his uh, so it's just a painting of this guy, and he says, Well, well, things aren't as hopeless as I'd feared then. Welcome to Nine Eves. The master of the manor, Kishikish, has been betrayed and captured. While I bear his appearance, I am little more than a host for his little parties and puzzles. Sakil's. Wicked creatures that prey upon torment and fear have invaded Nine Eves. Will you help? So, N- a- wait,
3: you just need an exterminator?
0: Well, the, the, the dangerous creatures known as Sakils are more than, a, than a, 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 the meanest of insects. They are quite dangerous, but yes, to, uh, to oversimplify it, we need the sakils dealt with. Anybody who wants to can make a knowledge planes check on Sakheels. Sixteen. Not my best work. You have heard of Sakheels. Uh They are a race of neutral evil outsiders native to the ethereal plane. Evil. Uh, oh, yes. Hmm. Interestingly enough, Sakheels and Psychopomps have a shared ancestry. Uh, Sakeel's came about when several casts of psychopomps uh, kind of looked at their, their lot in like the, the great beyond and their, the job that they had been given by Phrasma to keep balance to the cycle of life and death. And they kind of, they took that and they like, they like looked to the future, like in eons and they were like, this cycle is bound to fail and we're not going to be part of it anymore. And they, they rebelled against the psychopomps and became sacchels. As such, uh, they feed off of fear, and they they live to to spread fear and hopelessness in the lives of mortals. Uhtred, you know that uh, your uh, standard Sakhil typically has dark vision and low light vision. It has resistance to cold, electricity, and sonic, and they typically speak. Abyssal, Celestial, and Infernal. So this painting of Kisha is looking at you eagerly, like wringing his hands together, waiting for uh, an answer. I speak up and I say,
2: Yes, looking around at my compatriots and and nodding. We will kill these sakils. Excellent, excellent. But we will do it for
1: a price. And that is for a stamp of passage.
3: For each of us.
1: For each of us, I feel like that was implied, Elias. But yes, for each of us. Decades
3: of negotiating has taught me you have to be specific with these things. So, good job, Elias. You can just imagine
2: a scenario where we got one stamp.
1: <laughs> you really can, can't you?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alex just grinning ear to ear. <laughs> so, so which one
3: of you is going home?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, easily, it's Uhtred. <laughs> <laughs> So the portrait of Kishikish spreads his hands uh, happily, but then he kind of like uh, sighs with resignation. And he says, this is wonderful, but uh, I have important information to give you, uh, but I am bound by my master's affinity for games and puzzles. Uh, Until you can solve certain puzzles that I present you, I'm unable to divulge any information directly.
3: Of course, nothing can be straightforward, right?
0: Oh, if only, if only. And he looks like he genuinely agrees with you. So he gestures uh, a hand at a series of symbols on the wall above the door to the, uh, on the right, on uh, on the top landing. And he says, please come look at these symbols. This is your first riddle. Under my breath, I say,
2: uh, riddles.
0: There are two tasks here. First, tell me the proper order of these images. And second, describe to me the image that would follow next. All right, so you're looking at these symbols, and there's there's four symbols, and they just go left to right. And the first symbol, it looks like, it just looks like a heart, but then it's like, rest, on its tip, on the bottom tip, it's resting on a line that goes the width of the heart the second symbol looks like an m and it also is resting on a line that goes out a little a little uh wider than the m itself the third symbol also looks like an m but the line it has been like lifted up and it is like the the middle tip of the m is where the line is resting and it's going through the the middle of that symbol and then the last symbol, it looks like a uh, a number eight. Can I make a knowledge
1: check? Sure. What would the appropriate knowledge be? It'd be a
0: knowledge check. Yeah, but like, what type?
3: I think he just means like I'm a flat sorry.
0: intelligence check. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Intel. You can make an intelligence check. 21. 13
3: for Rogyar.
0: Uhtred, it strikes you that each of these symbols is symmetrical. And you think that that might have... Something to do with the answer. That's what a 21 gets me? Yes. Well, the
1: first thing that I notice is each of these images appear to be perfectly symmetrical on the vertical. Symmetry.
2: My one weakness.
3: He says uh, with his perfectly symmetrical face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The portrait of Kishikish nods eagerly, says, yes, yes, uh, that is a very good deduction.
4: Uh, I will say that the last one is the only one that is symmetrical in both ways. I don't know how oh. that helps, but...
0: Ah, yes, that is also correct. Hmm. If I might offer a hint. You might. Go into the kitchen and bring to me the sharpest knife. And where is this kitchen? Ah, yes, I'm terribly sorry. Where are, where are my hostly manners? says down the stairs to the left and through the dining room
3: all right i guess we'll go find a knife roger kind of like trudges down the stairs like confused
2: yeah thalias is trying to figure out how a knife's going to help us but do what the painting says i think it's going to be a line halfway through the heart so
3: yeah so roger is like trudging down the stairs and like he he gives one last look over his shoulder at those symbols and he's just thinking to himself, a knife. What would a knife do? And then he's going through his head. What do knives do? They they both, they, a good knife has a reflective surface, but it also, you know, it'll cut things in half. And and remembering that these are perfectly symmetrical. Roger like, stops and he turns around and you can almost see him, like, almost comically like he holds up one one hand over his eye and that doesn't do it and he literally just walks up to the symbols and like just push presses his hand against half of one of them and you hear and go ah I figured I got it guys I got it what is it what is it boy um (laughs) 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 fuck you (laughs) Susie in the well again (laughs) um and then like I call you guys up to 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 see all right. and uh come back up <laughs> I walk up and like one by one I'll like cover up like the just the left half of each of these each of these symbols and you can see like the first one is is a two once I cover up half of it the next one's a one the next one's a four and the next one's a three they're all just like Whoa. these numbers just reflected back at each other to make these weird symbols symmetry well done My God
0: Lugar. cracked the case the portrait of Kisha Keisha he he gets a he's got like a big grin and he looks at Rogar and he says "Excellent deduction. Very well. Uh, so first, vital information. Every Shoki carries a staff that can contain a single soul within it. The leader of the Sakils, a grasshopper-headed monstrosity named Vithis, trapped Kishikisha's soul within his own staff. You must That's all I can say before you complete another puzzle. So the portrait of Kishikish straightens up, and he he says, are you ready for the second puzzle? I guess so. Ready. With Rogan well. on our team, we can't lose. Very well. There is a chalkboard hanging in the garden with several numbers etched onto it. I need you to bring that chalkboard and a piece of chalk back to me. Where's the garden? Yes, yeah, so I'm getting to that. Go down the stairs, take a right, and it's straight through the parlor. Uh, and you uh, you may be reminded of the greenhouse that you saw sticking out of the side of the house. The one we chose not to break into? Correct. Yep. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> 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 I Amy promise. Like, That's funny. That's good. Says, I promise I will be right here waiting. You open that door. And this large parlor has several padded chairs and an enormous sofa with upholstery so dark that it is barely visible in the dim room. A delicate wooden table with a distinct inlaid pattern bears a full decanter. Sliding doors lead to the west, north, and the east door, which is where you came from. Uh, detect magic. Detect evil. (laughs) Yeah, what does the little sniffer say? You guys aren't detecting any magic or evil in this room. Hmm. All right. You guys can make and a perception then... check, though. I was going to say but, but detect hold
3: strangeness on. with perception.
1: Before people make perception checks, Utrud's going to cast some dancing lights. Okay. Okay. Nice. Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I got to roll perception.
3: Hold on. Rogier got a 17 on his perception.
2: Delais with a 14.
0: Utrud got a 7.
4: Viper got a 14.
2: Okay. Nothing.
0: Nothing seems to be strange about this room, although you can hear uh, faint sounds of harp music coming from uh, beyond the northern door. Uh, the The table in the parlor uh, has an inlaid board for a popular strategy game called Imperial Conquest. And uh, as, if, as long as those perception checks are like you guys kind of like poking around, you find uh, the game pieces to the, the game are in the drawer beneath the table and you find a decanter that contains uh some brandy. Oh.
1: Is, is that game Maybe. Uh, um like like well known? Would it be like a galarian equivalent to chess where like most people around the world would know how to set up a chessboard just
0: cuz they've seen it so much? I honestly don't know, but it does say it's a popular strategy game, so I'd I'd venture yes. Okay, then uh
1: Uchid's going to quickly while everyone else is actually doing work looking around since i got a 7 he's actually going to spend his perception check
0: setting up the uh game like the pieces
1: on the board correctly
0: okay uh as you're taking the pieces out you uh you're able to observe that they're they're carved from onyx and they seem like they are very very high quality pieces
1: i will i'll keep that in mind until we've at least received our stamp before i go stealing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: I'll mark these for later.
1: Yeah. Quick casing of for the room. future
0: crimes. Future crimes. Alright, so yeah, you hear uh you hear faint harp music coming from the door to the north. Uh but according to Keisha Keisha's directions, you know that the garden should be through this door.
3: should we see what's making that music or just
2: keep going? It's the only thing I can think about. I have to know.
0: Are you sure, Tholias?
1: Nothing has been good or wonderful here.
2: Hmm <laughs> Now I'm actually
1: thinking. Until we have a reason to go in that direction, could we just pretend like we don't
2: hear it? I don't think I can pretend like I don't hear it. But I do agree that it might be dangerous. I look over at Rogyar like he's the deciding vote here. Rogyar actually
3: looks like what the fuck are you looking at me for? And I guess kind of motions <laughs> to the door to the west. Let's let's just
2: keep going. Alright, let's keep going. But first, um I walk over to that brandy and give it a give it a smell. Make sure there's no evil in it.
4: I thought you were gonna say
2: first. I'm gonna open that door. I thought oh. that too.
1: I thought I thought he was gonna say first. I'm gonna go take a swig of that brandy.
0: <laughs> all right, let's keep. All right, you guys win. But first, I'm gonna do the thing <laughs> I wanted to do. <laughs>
4: Joe, that would have been right.
0: Like that would have been. right yeah, I know.
2: There. I'm surprising. Uh, you never know what's gonna come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you take a you take a sniff of the brandy. It does not smell evil, but it does smell quite delicious.
2: Yes, yeah, so that's what I thought. I take a a sip, thinking that um this might help me with the riddles.
0: Okay. Keep you loosey-goosey. Uh, As you sip the the brandy, you can't help but appreciate the the fine crystal that the decanter is made of.
2: Ah, uh, I'll mark this for thievery later. <laughs>
0: Keisha seems like he's got nice stuff. Very uh, good. All right. All right.
2: So, Let's go.
0: All right. So we're moving on to the garden. Grimy glass comprises the walls and ceiling of this large greenhouse, barely admitting the dim moonlight. Benches filled with live potted plants line the sides of the room. Bags of soil and gardening equipment are stashed underneath. Some of the bags are open, spilling dirt across the greenhouse floor strange tracks as if left by a large earthworm crisscross the dirt a sturdy iron-framed glass door leads out of this room to the west while a sliding double door leads out to the east where you came from
2: okay now where's that chalkboard yeah where's the chalkboard (laughs) you've described everything except the chalkboard
0: you do see uh the chalkboard is hanging on the wall
4: can I do a perception check uh, when we get into the room here?
1: Sure. Yeah, that seems wise. And I'll, uh, you know, detect some magic. Yes, mm-hmm. we'll all detect.
0: Okay.
3: Uh, Rogiar got a 26 on his perception.
0: Rogiar, uh, you think you hear movement coming from behind some gardening supplies on the south side of the room. And Thalias, you're detecting an aura of evil on the south side of the room. Hmm, and Uhtred. Uh you are not detecting any magical auras. But with that, a small a, a tiny creature uh, jumps out and it, Thalias and Rogiar, will be part of the surprise round. This creature's stout canine torso tops a slimy mass resembling an earthworm. Disgusting veins dangle from its face. Everybody give me initiative checks. I know what that is, but why don't you go ahead and tell
3: everyone else what it is? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, why don't you give me initiative, and then
2: I'll ask for a knowledge check. Rogiar. Rogiar got a 14. Utrid, 15. Thalias. Also 14, and we have the same modifier. Oh, yep. that's
0: going to be a roll-off. Uh, how about Vipira? 11. All right. Rogiar and Thalias uh, I Hold rolled second. a 16. I got an eight.
1: All right. Not gonna lie, boys. It feels really good knowing I can do any knowledge that we'll ever need. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you are the knowledge man.
0: All right. Well, anyone who wants to can give me a knowledge planes check. Oh, that's my money. That's my bread and butter. That's a twenty-one. You know, you recognize this as an uh, isipil sakil. Uh, they prey upon the unease that comes from living among beasts. And what was your total knowledge? 21. 21. That will get you three
1: questions. Uh, Let's go with everybody's favorite, the HP game.
0: Go for it. And 25. Lower. Any resistances? They resist the first 10 points of damage from cold, electricity, or sonic. Uh, But you did already know that from just identifying suck in general. Uh, So I'll let you ask that uh, yeah okay uh we'll change the resistances to any dr they have they have dr 5 and that is overcome by good aligned weapons and spells what that's such a high dr level 3
1: yeah that's rough man how do you know if your weapon's good aligned is it good
0: aligned if i'm good aligned no it would have to have the holy property and i believe what about the lies he's a holy man I mean, I just like, can uh, can you bless my up. scimitar? <laughs> I was actually just looking that up. Uh, I would assume Smite Evil. I think Smite Evil just bypasses all DR
3: for that creature.
0: You know what? I think you're right. Yeah, it does. But yeah, uh, so to you would need to either be like a good aligned outsider or your weapon would need to have the holy property to bypass that DR. Now, what if a Holy Paladin cast Bless on me? Then you would receive the benefits of Bless, but you will not be counted as a... Your weapon will not be considered good versus DR. Fine. My weapon's excellent anyways. It's not just good. That's the spirit.
1: We have one more question. Um, let's go with one spell-like or supernatural
0: ability that it can do. Okay. Oh, this is a fun one. You know that uh, they have a bewildering assault. If an appeal makes a successful critical hit with one of its natural attacks, the target is confused for one round.
1: Did anybody else kind of make a grimace face when Axel said, oh, this is a fun one?
3: Because
1: <laughs> I should
0: sure Every did.
3: time. Every time. Okay.
0: All right. So up first is the Sakiel. Okay. So this is the surprise round, and it's going to... Take its standard action and wait,
2: it's getting the surprise round, not us. Well, well we are
3: too, it's just so faster. Oh, okay. So,
0: Rogyar and d- uh detected it with perception and detect evil. And That's this right. creature was already aware of you guys, so the three of you will act in the surprise round, and then everybody will
2: get I gotcha. It. I gotcha.
0: Is this one of those it has to occupy your. Five foot square. To hit it does you. appear to be tiny sized. Yes. Okay, so this creature is going to cast a spell. Anybody with uh, with spellcraft that wants to try to identify it. Oh yes. Ooh. Oh, good. Well Ooh. Oh,
2: baby, twenty. Thalaias, do you have ranks in spellcraft? I just added one this last uh, oh, level up. Get him! Get him! Nice. Pretty genius, huh?
0: Alright, Yeah. And Uhtred got a 17, it would appear. Uh, so you both uh, identify the spell it casts as Mirror Image. Oh, fuck. And it finishes casting the spell, and you see uh, there are now four images of this creature. So it has created three mirrors. Up I mean, next, I'm sure everyone
2: knows that, but I, I let the party know what's uh, what's going on here.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, so up next is Rogar.
2: Okay,
3: so... Yeah, I'm gonna try to shoot this thing and hopefully hit it and not one of its stupid fucking mirrors, because you know that's a dumb spell. Why would anyone ever use that?
0: Hell yeah, Lol. <laughs> so that is an 18 to hit. Well, unfortunately, you've got unfortunately you've got Thelias, uh given this thing partial cover. Wow, really? So I think we've been doing this wrong this whole time. There's partial cover. Which is, if a creature has cover, but more than half of the creature is visible, uh, it gains a bonus to AC, a plus two bonus to AC, and plus one bonus on its reflex saves. And then there's soft cover, uh, and that's when a creature uh, is, you know, in between the target and the attacker, and that grants you a plus four bonus to AC, but it doesn't grant you any bonuses on reflex saves. So... Since uh, it gives him a plus four bonus, unfortunately that attack misses. Um, Is there a. Uh, is it within five? Good point, Tom. Yes, it is still within five, so one of its mirrors is destroyed. Okay.
3: Oh, well, that's something.
0: There you go. Okay, uh, Thalias, your turn on the surprise round.
2: All right, I'm going to surprise it with my shovel. Okay,
0: so you're going to five foot step up to it and smack it as a standard action. Yeepper. Okay. Ooh. Thirteen. Uh, is that with your attack bonus from smiting? Huh. No. You add your paladin level. Did you smite it?
2: Oh yeah, I'm smiting this thing. Like, it's evil, ain't it?
0: Yeah. Well, that's also something that you can only do once per day. Are you using that? I'm sorry. I don't know why I assumed you were smiting, but yeah, so you can smite this creature and then you can't smite anything else for the rest of the day.
2: Well. I think I've been looking for evil, and my current trajectory is find evil, smash evil, not find evil, wait around for more evil.
0: Okay, so you're smiting this thing?
2: Yeah, I'm smiting this thing.
0: All right, so that would uh, bring your attack roll up to a 16, which is enough to hit it. Let me roll for mirrors.
2: Yes, evil shall be smitten.
0: All right, so I'm rolling a d6. All right, I'll just roll a d4. Uh, Ignore the four, and a one is the secuel. I got a two. So Thalias takes out one of the other mirrors. And that is the end of the surprise round. Now we go into the combat proper. It is the Sakhil's turn again. So it is going to attempt to cast another spell, but it is going to concentrate. That's a natural 20 on the concentration check. Oh, baloney. Uh, Thalias, I need a will save. We should roll the 28 on the spellcraft to identify this spell. You identify it as cause fear. One living creature with five or fewer hit die uh, needs to make a will save or become frightened.
2: Now, it's a fear check. My aura of courage feels like it's about to get activated here? Question mark.
0: Uh, so if you fail your will save, then instead of being frightened, uh, you'll only be shaken.
2: Oh, Not I'm sturdy. reading it now. It says... It says all allies within 10 feet get a plus four morale bonus on saves versus fear. I don't get that. I just get the resistance.
3: You count as an ally for effects like that.
2: Oh, so I do get the plus four, huh? Yes. Yes. All That's right. cool that comes. we get we'll it, save. too. I know. Yes. I love you guys. Uh, a nine plus four is 13. Not too oh, bad. 13 will fail. Oh, come on. Oh. Even when I'm fearless, I'm feared.
1: Yeah, but you have <laughs> resistance, so it's knocked down two levels.
2: Yeah, thank God. That's right.
0: Uh, so, uh, and Uhtred, you know that that lasts for 1d4 rounds. And he's going to take his move action and move into Thalias's space.
2: I hate when they do that.
0: But that will provoke from Thalias.
2: And I'm going to attack it. You can't come in my space without getting attacked. All right. Shovel! 24,
0: 24 uh, will hit. Uh, let me roll for mirrors He's got one mirror left So I'm rolling a d4 A 1 and 2 is him, a 3 and 4 is a mirror 3 So he's now out of mirrors
2: Yes, just like we drew it up Up next is Uhtred
1: Uhtred will Cast an acid splash at this guy Okay That's a 6 against its touch AC 6 ain't gonna do it I guess. Uh, uh, you know what? I won't take a move action. I'm just going to move up next to him, but I'll let Pyperia get there for the flanksies.
0: Well, she. it's it's occupying Thelias' square, so she won't be able to flank unless somebody's in this square. Which
1: I'm sure Thelias will do on his turn right
0: before her. Okay. Then it is Rogiar's turn.
3: Okay. Um, does the thing still have cover against me from here, now that it's like in Thalias' square?
0: I'm going to say no.
3: All right, then I'm going to stay right where I am, and, um, yeah, I'm just going to take another shot at it. Okay. God, that's not going to do it. That's a nine to hit.
0: Ooh, nine will not do it. Do anything with your move?
3: Uh, no, I'm just going to stay right here, because they seem to have it covered melee-wise.
0: Okay, Elias, cover that shit
2: melee-wise. Right. I'm going to take a five-foot stepperoo, so that I'm not in the same square as this thing. Okay and I'm gonna blast it with a shovel. Now there's nothing I can do other than wait for the fear, right? Correct. I just have to wait out the 1d4. Like I guess I don't know how many rounds it's gonna last, so I'm shaking. You're counting down one now? Yes. So yeah, five foot step, uh, blast him with a shovel with a mighty 24. Oh, 24 will hit. Excellent, and now I can't smite him because it was just that once. Oh no, it lasts for the whole combat. Oh, it lasts for the whole combat. Yes. Uh, and does that give me a damage bonus?
0: Well, it makes you break through his DR. And I'll yes. Uh, sorry. Yes. Also, you get a damage on bo- uh, you get a bonus on damage rolls equal to your charisma modifier.
2: Yes. Yes. It's all coming together for old Phileas. What is going on right
1: now? Joe's like playing his character.
2: I know. <laughs> I'm in complete control. So that's a five plus two seven. All right. This dude's gonna regret the day he decided to be evil.
0: His skin seems to sizzle at the righteous might that your shovel is radiating.
2: Oh God!
0: And you hear a you hear a, a scream of pain, in your heads it seems to have some sort of telepathy, and it's like, Aah! and it's now Viper's turn. Yeah,
4: Viper, don't give a shit. Uh, is she gonna five foot step that and uh, claw claw.
0: Okay. Ooh, does 11 hit? 11 will not hit.
4: Will a 25 hit? 25 will hit. All right, that's six damage plus 12 sneak, so 18 altogether.
0: Holy shit!
1: I'd like wow. to point out he he rolled minimum damage on the baseline damage for six. Jeez,
0: <laughs> that's some Rogar shit. <laughs> Yeah, now that Vipera can add her dexterity, her full dex, to her damage, Yep. Uh, that's, uh, that's a big boon. She's going to be a wrecking ball. So, yeah, it, and it helped that uh, Tom rolled, uh, Max rolled his sneak attack damage. Yeah. Okay, good turn. Uh, it is the Hill's turn. Again, he's going to attempt to acrobatics with his movement. Uh, natural 1's not going to do me any favors for a total of yes. 10. Yes. Yes. So that's uh, he's gonna move into Vipira's square, and that's gonna provoke from Vipira and Thalias. Oh yeah. Ooh. I did not get that one. Ten to hit. Ten does not hit. Thirteen. Thirteen will not hit. Dang. Okay. Uh, it's gonna try to bite Vipira, and that's a nine. Does not hit. Yeah. Okay, Utrid, you're up. I'll take a five, ste- five
1: foot step forward and I'll swing my scimitar at this thing. Okay. Does a 16 hit? It does. So it takes four damage, which I think gets absorbed into one non-lethal. You are correct. Don't say Uhtred wasn't here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Rogiar.
3: All right. Um, so this thing is like in Vipera's square here.
0: Correct, so you have line of sight to it.
3: Yeah, so I'm actually, Rogier is actually gonna take a five foot step south to get, you know. Just point blanket. Just point blanket, and uh, he's actually just going, you hear me like, would you leave us alone? And he just unleashes like an extra push of air at it. So, mechanically, along with this blast, I'm using my pushing infusion.
0: Nice. Nice. So uh, you want to describe what that does?
3: For this particular attack, it's going to do nothing because I missed. (laughs) (laughs) But normally what it would do is when I hit with uh, an attack that I have used, pushing infusion, it would give me a free bull rush attempt against the creature using my constitution bonus in place of my strength for the CMB check.
0: All right, cool. Uh, and Rougiar, I'm going to start doing the gaze thing now. Uh, go ahead and give me a will save. Eh, I don't want to. I said do it. Is this a fear effect?
3: Yes. Yeah, fear effect?
0: Yeah, so you got a plus four. Oh, so that's a 22. And, uh, nice. Uh, so th- this is something that I should have been tracking through the whole combat, but it's just starting now. Uh, so as you step up to this thing... Uh, it looks you in the eye and you feel this uh, this wave of fear come over you, but you're able to fight it off. It seems to have some sort of fear effect tied to its eyes.
3: Uh, I just lost my son. You think I'm
2: scared of you?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Thelias, you're up.
2: All right. I'm going to do some five-foot stepping. Okay. And uh, some shoveling. We are not flanking this time. Correct. But we're prepared to flank if you were to five-foot step. Yes. Correct. 21, baby. Ooh, that'll hit. 10 damage. You crush it. Yeah, that's the smite evil, baby.
1: Well done, Thelias. Thank you. Took us by
0: surprise. Another notch on your shovel.
2: (laughs) Oh, you. So about that
0: chalkboard. It's hanging right there on the wall. And you see some chalk uh, nearby as well. Perfect.
3: Once this thing is done, you would actually notice there's quite a lot of, like... It seems like there's a steady breeze just swirling around Rogyar right now. Ooh, he's super saiyan? Excuse
1: yourself, (laughs) Rogyar.
3: It's not from that. It's just basically I took a point of burn, so now I've just got like this swirling wind surrounding me for, you know, it's just there. All time. What's the temperature like?
1: Is it a warm day? Does that feel nice? (laughs) It's just like an elliptical fan that someone turned (laughs) on in the garden. I mean, if the air was seemed
0: pretty stale, I, I I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, I think this is an enjoyable effect. Just just don't get them too close to any like stacks of paperwork. <laughs> that might be important.
1: Oh, that'll go good with the guy <laughs> who's trying to scribe scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> I see wacky hijinks in the future.
0: <laughs> All right, so what do you guys do. How big is this chalkboard? It's it's like like one by two, one foot by two feet.
2: Oh, okay. So one person could reasonably just pick it up and bring it back to that painting?
0: Yeah, it's not like a classroom chalkboard or anything.
2: Alright, I go over and uh, I go to put my hands on it all Indiana Jones tentatively, <laughs> and I just pick it up and hope nothing happens.
0: Hey, okay, make a reflex save.
2: Uh, really?
0: No, I'm just kidding.
2: Oh,
1: jeez. <laughs> he said that so straight-toned.
2: I know, I know. <laughs> I'm expecting him to be like, yeah, there's a, a boulder rolling after you now. I'm like, oh,
1: really? <laughs> Couldn't you see, like, uh, you get hurt by something, you go back up to the stairs, and the snail guy's like, oh, that's right, I was supposed to tell yeah. you about the trap. Did, did I yeah. not mention?
3: <laughs> did I not mention the spiked pit under the chalkboard?
1: <laughs> if we didn't just lose our healer, I would almost say, let's just make that happen real quick. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, so lies picks up the chalkboard, and you guys bring it back to... The portrait of Kishikish sweet.
3: the chalkboard already has like numbers oh. and stuff written on it you said
0: I did and here is an image of it you would all see that there is it's a vertical chalkboard and from top to bottom you see 777 and then going down 555 down again 333 once more 111 Now bring uh, the chalkboard back to Kishikish he says ah oh, well done well done now for this riddle, you must circle any six digits that add up to twenty-three. Come on, Matt. <laughs> I'm doing the math. <laughs> we were all, all thinking right.
2: it. <laughs> I'm trying to all figure right. out how what he means by circle. Cause it seems like you could like just with the piece circle of three sevens and then circle two ones and boom, twenty three but and then surely just it's write, not just, that easy. Just
3: write zero and circle that for the sixth digit.
2: Oh. He said circle six to add up to 23. That's where the math comes in. Yep. So I'm just trying to think so. So I'm see. just like, this ain't much of a riddle if you can just,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, you, need, you must circle six digits, and the total must be 23.
2: Oh, boy.
1: It's a good riddle. It's taken Matt like under five minutes to figure it out. <laughs> Instead of his normal, like, five
3: seconds. I'm just trying to think. So, I mean, seven and seven is 14, and five is 19. Um, and then you need four with three digits, which doesn't happen. Um, let's say three fives is 15, and then we need another eight. Uh, so, that doesn't work.
0: Can you say what his actual, like, verbatim riddle was again? You must circle any six digits... To add up to 23. Anybody who wants to give me an
2: intelligence check. It's got to be deeper than just the numbers we see.
3: How uh, about another 21? <laughs> Roger stumped. <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, our calculator came up with error. <laughs> <laughs> the batteries fell out. Utrid, uh, it occurs to you that any combination of six odd numbers will always create an even number but you need 23, an odd number. So mathematically, it doesn't seem like it. it, it there's clearly more to this because circling any, any even number of odd numbers will always create an even number. Okay. Uh,
3: so basically, he didn't say we couldn't write new numbers on the chalkboard, so I'm thinking that's how we solve this. I love that. So I'm I'm thinking literally circle seven seven seven, one one and literally draw a zero and circle that.
2: Now is a zero gonna be? Is he gonna count that as a circle? <laughs> I just don't want to have too many circles on the board.
0: Uh, when when he sees you uh starting to write a new number, he says, Ah, ah, ah you must use the numbers already present on the chalkboard.
4: Have it.
3: Nope. Tom's got
4: it. Uh oh. Circle two ones together
0: to make 11. <gasps>
2: oh. That is
0: still that is one circle
2: and two digits. That works. I'm fine with that. Cuz now we're it's one circle and two digits. So now so we're made off a the two. Yeah. circle thing. Well, so no, we made what are 11. your
1: other what are your other five that you're circling though
2: So you made an 11
1: right there,
3: right? So then we need a, a t- need in our 12. So you go 3
1: 3 the last one and a 5. There nope. it is. Nope, that's not it. That's only five circles. That's it. Nope, that's five circles. We have to circle. Oh, I guess circle six digits, not six yeah. circles. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So eleven right. three three five one.
2: Boom. That is Tom's correct. Tom, genius. Tom, take yes. a hero point. It was
0: nice, so, yeah.
3: Nice, Tom. Way to be. He says, Ah,
0: very, very well, very good.
2: Now. I knew I that- get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre pats herself on the back. Thelias is nodding along like he's gonna get the next one, but he knows he probably won't.
0: <laughs> now back to the matter at hand. Uh, and he uh he gestures to his left, your right. He says at the at the door on the right side of the, the upper landing. He says, lurks in the ballroom, but the magic of nine eaves protects it there. The Sakiel carries Kishakisha's staff. You could slay it to free Kishikish, but oh, the Sakhil is powerful. And there is another way. If you can wrest Kishikish's staff from Vithis and touch the Sakhil with the staff, Vithis and Kishikish will swap places, imprisoning it within the staff and freeing the rightful master of Nine Eves. My master's glove in his bedroom will help you with the task, but the ballroom is magically sealed and the key is... Not again. Oh. I'm sorry. I can't say more yet. You must solve a third puzzle. Oh. My apologies. If if only I wasn't compelled by this accursed magic kishikishi fool. I'd like to roll a sense motive on uh. that. Oh. All right. Ooh. Rolls a 24 and 19. <laughs> Very nice. You're not sensing any deception. He seems genuinely frustrated. Alright, just making sure this
1: fucking asshole Peyton isn't just, like, bored and, like, <laughs> let's have some fun. I haven't had visitors in ages. Yeah, My
4: peer is actually going to join you in on that. Alright, go ahead. And then she's going to attack it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I bet she will. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> 24. You also are not detecting any deceptions you sense his frustration is genuine okay Uh, all right this puzzle is very straightforward only and he gestures again to the door uh, to the right of the upper landing only one key will open this door to the ballroom among the keys hidden in the master's desk find the one that completes this home this home
4: where's his desk
0: yeah and and where's the desk uh, he gestures to his right, your left. He says, take this door to the drawing room. It will lead you through the library and the study. And then you will go up another set of stairs.
4: <sighs>
0: Alright. Once up the stairs, go straight forward into the dressing room. And through the dressing room, you will find Kisha Kisha's master's chambers.
2: Okay. Better get to it. Front boy gets in front. Yep,
0: Elias, after you. Okay, so you open the door to the drawing room. This room has several overstuffed chairs and a few low tables and cabinets. Sliding doors lead to the east where you came from and the south. While to the north, a glass door opens onto a small semicircular balcony.
2: Now, this place had a whole bunch of balconies on the outside, right? Yes. Wasn't that the whole thing about this place? It is called Nine
0: Eaves, and yes, you saw a bunch of eaves created by balconies and like... The roof and etc. Detect magic and evil, Uchred. You do detect a magical aura coming from one of the cabinets in this room. Okay, I'll uh I'll go over to the said cabinet. Okay, and there I'll... are and sorry, there are two cabinets in this room. One is clearly a liquor cabinet, Uchred. You are going to the other cabinet. Okay,
2: and Thelias will go to the brandy cabinet. Okay. And uh, Rogier will join the lies.
1: As Uhtred is going over to the cabinet, he'll unsheath his scimitar and he'll kind of use the scimitar to open the cabinet from a little distance.
0: Ooh. okay. You open the cabinet and nothing really jumps out at you. You just see some uh, some playing cards and uh, an ivory box. And if you're still detecting magic, the ore is coming from inside the ivory box. All right, I'll go up
1: and pick up the ivory box and open its lid. Okay, give me a
0: reflex save. I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay, so you open the ivory box and you behold a deck of cards. Uh, And you can give me a spellcraft check. 15. 15 is not enough to identify the cards, but the cards are the source of the magical aura and you are detecting uh, illusion magic. Yeah, that's what's in this cabinet and you're also seeing uh, the cards and dice in this cabinet are sufficient to form a common gambler's kit and uh, there's also a deck of harrow cards. The liquor cabinet contains six fine glasses engraved with a detailed image of a snail. The The
2: glasses look like they are
0: you know they're not, not like a like a fortune or anything, but they they look like they're good quality glasses.
2: It's just glasses. There's no actual booze.
3: Correct. I'm gonna appraise those glasses. Okay. That's a ten. Jeez. I will uh, join you in on that
4: praise. Uh, Vipera with a twenty-five. Goodness. You're like that guy from Pawn Stars. <laughs> I'm Rick. And this is my pawn shop. <laughs> this
2: is my cabinet. <laughs> uh,
0: so let's see. There's uh, six glasses, and you determine that they are, uh, the glasses are worth twenty gold each. Ooh. I have a quick question. You
1: said there was the box with the magical cards in them, a deck of playing cards, and a third additional deck of that's a hero deck, a hero deck, a hero, yes. hero deck. So there's three decks of cards and the dice. Correct. Are tarot decks like a known thing? Like would that stand out to Outrid? Because if it doesn't yeah, you would, he, there, 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 just there gonna, is
0: they're the Pathfinder equivalent of tarot cards. So you would probably So you would probably right, well, you know, understand what you're looking at.
1: Outrid's going to pocket the magical uh, cards. And noticing the harrow deck, he will draw the top card of the deck and look at it. Ooh. Huh.
0: A Harrow deck. You don't see these too often. You flip the top card and you see what looks like a an old bearded Sphinx wearing a strange like wizard's hat and it's holding up one of its four like, its front right paw like palm up and there's a like a, a robed man sitting on top of it and the Sphinx is like in a desert and there's a moonlit and starlit sky do I know
1: what it means give me a knowledge I got it hmm. <laughs> pick whatever one you want I got it give me a knowledge local check
0: not my best
1: 16
0: Uh, you know that in a In a Harrow deck, this is called the Desert. The Desert is an environment so bleak that none can survive it without aid. For those who find that aid, the journey across the wastes can lead to great things. The Sphinx on this card can refer to a mystic or doctor bringing salvation in times of plague or illness. Like a father? Like a healing father? Oh boy. Maybe. The cards are intentionally vague and... You know, that's kind of like the whole point. It's the, the, the card itself often has less meaning than it does when, you know, when you're doing a Harrow reading, you know, you're placing multiple cards down and where that card is in placement next to the other cards and in the formation itself. Those all add different meanings and they can even change and reverse the meaning of the card based on where they are and who is drawing the card. Uh, so yeah you can you can draw whatever meaning you want from just randomly drawing that card uh okay. but yeah it can mean it can mean many 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 things so
1: Utrid when he picks it up he kind of picks it up with like his index and thumb finger and he's just kind of like holding it up eye level and I, that card actually feels very on point for Utrid especially since his past was that that of like losing an adventuring group when he was young and ever since then being more of a loner and not really like yeah he's a military man and he's worked with other guards but like you can tell Uhtred's never really been close and as he's holding the card he kind of looks over at everyone else you know rummaging through the cabinets and handing around that those mugs and appraising them and just kind of has that eerie feeling like this card was meant for him, and then he thinks about Father Crow disappearing, and he's gonna decide to actually stick that in his pocket and hold on to that one singular card before he closes the cabinet and returns to the group.
0: interesting uh Nick, take a hero point
2: super Ooh. cool,
0: and I'll add like since you're reaching for for meanings in this card that you drew, the environment's so bleak that none can survive without aid. Sounds a lot yeah. like where you guys are right now. Yep, that definitely was
1: triggering in his brain too. And there's awesome. been like a little bit of uh some headbutting with Viper, right? And this card's like you got to work with people.
0: Yeah. That is a very uh, uh it's a very good card for utrage's randomly draw from that deck. Very cool. What's a, uh anybody else have something they're doing in this room?
3: Um is there like is the desk in here? We still have to go through, like, two more rooms and go upstairs before we find that desk. Oh, okay.
1: Yep. Before we, uh... does have something else he wants to do before we move on to this room. Um, And that's to go out on the balcony. Okay. And Uchard's looking to see, like... We saw a whole bunch of balconies, like, on the outside. So it's like, he's kind of thinking, Oh, I bet you each or most of these rooms have a balcony, right? And... The master bedroom probably most certainly has a balcony. Can he, while he's standing out on this balcony, kind of look up and deduce which of those balconies might be the master bedroom balcony, given based on the directions
0: we were given? Sure. Uh, So you're not entirely sure where the master bedroom might be, just based on his directions. Like you said, take this room and then you're going to go through two other rooms. That's going to bring you to some stairs. Go up the stairs, go straight ahead through another room and then you'll be in the master's bedroom. So that could it could feasibly like bring you out anywhere on the building. Standing on the balcony that you're on, you do only see one other balcony and it is above you and slightly uh to the
1: east. And and like how far above me is it?
2: Could a certain person jump? Oh, to
1: you? you you are picking up what I am putting down, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see.
0: <laughs> you got that one right on the bullseye, Joe. Okay, looks like the ceilings in each room are ten feet high, so I'd say you'd have to jump twelve feet. Are you kidding me? That's like
1: hopscotch for my little dwarven jumping bean. <laughs> Rogar, come here real quick. Uh, yeah, what's up? Come out here. Uh, I was thinking that most of these rooms probably have a balcony. And most assuredly, the master bedroom should have a balcony. And I, I think it might be this one right above us, based on the directions that snail painting gave us. You think you could jump up onto the balcony and take a peek? Said so it's about 12 feet up?
3: You'd fucking do this in your sleep. <laughs> well I'm just trying to Let me pull up acrobatics really quick here. To the find only out, thing like, I'm worried how, about how what do <laughs> I need to jump twelve feet? <laughs> yes, that's a yeah, lot. Well, <laughs> what that's happens a
0: lot if you twelve, 12 feet. feet for jump is pretty, uh then you um, would just land back down on the balcony. Yeah. It's oh, okay. it's literally like about a straight him falling
2: up. off the side of the building.
0: It's not yeah, there's almost no lateral distance from the edge of the balcony that they're on to the edge of the balcony above them. It's just like a straight jump okay. up as long as you start out on the edge.
2: So it's... Because I'm thinking we're, we're trying to convince a guy to jump, you know, off the building. Yeah. You
3: know? So it's, it's like a DC 38 acrobatics check. And my ability, if I use a burn, it quadruples the distance that I roll. Oh, wait. It...
1: So you can roll under. You can roll a nine, eight, nine. Nine or higher, and you'll make it.
3: I'm just, I'm just trying to, to puzzle it out. His, um
0: if uh, so th- that distance is like you f- would be you like landing on your feet on the balcony above you. That's true. You just got to uh, get your hands up there. So I would, I would call that a. Eight foot jump for Rogyard to get his hands like if he like jumps straight up and like grabbed with his hands, but then I'm gonna make him do a climb check to hoist himself up. It's not necessarily okay. gonna be a super difficult climb check, but that's what you're looking at.
3: Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just so so. I have to jump up eight feet. Yes, I mean that's that's a DC 16 for me without using burn. If I use a burn, that's like a DC eight, which I literally cannot fail.
0: That's what I'm saying. You, this is also something that you could take a tan on if that uh, gets you to that DC without spending a burn. It would.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. Because if I take a ten, my acrobatics is a my acrobatics is a plus seven, so that's a that's a seventeen right there. And I need it's a DC sixteen to jump four feet, which I double to eight. So yeah, I can just take it. Yeah, I can just take a ten on my acrobatics and jump that.
0: Okay. okay. Well, and that means you, we spend ten minutes, right? No, N- no. It's just uh, it's about ten times the the time it would take for one check. Okay, but Utrud, uh, before you jump, is uh,
1: going to say, oh, ho- hold on, Rogar, Bef- Before you try this, here, take this rope in case that is the bastard bedroom. We can you can tie it off and lower it down for the rest of us.
2: Oh, yeah. Good idea. As you guys are um, discussing this and, you know, figuring out if you can make the jump, Thalaias starts to think that maybe we should just follow his instructions. Are we overcomplicating this? Should uh, we just so, follow that guy's, mean, guy's instructions? This is the thought we're process, simplifying
1: it. Yeah. The thought process in Uhtred's head right now is every time we're told to go here, get this, like, we, have to, we fight a bunch of shit and we get beat up and it's not fun. And if I can skip two rooms and just go right to where the thing is, I'd rather try that.
2: Okay. I mean, Thalia can certainly the role play.
1: You know, why are we doing? Yeah, this?
2: no, that sounds good to me. I'm flashing back to just grabbing the chalkboard. That seemed easy, and we got assaulted. So. Right. Yeah. Good thinking. Well, you better hurry up then. <laughs> I start helping.
3: <laughs> All right. So I figure just the easiest way for this is to be like literally just wrap the rope around my waist and tie it off so that I'm, my hands are still free for, you know, climbing. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Rogiar just kind of like hunkers down. You can see like the, the air, little dust mites swirling around his, his feet as he kind of like, um, you see his feet kind of shifting as he gets his balance under him.
1: I'll make sure there's plenty of slack, but hold on in case like catastrophe
3: happens. Yeah. And yeah, Rogier just springs up and grabs a hold of the the balcony above him.
0: Give me a climb check.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and use a hero point to give the give myself a plus eight here.
2: <laughs> yes, nice. my hero.
3: So that's a twenty.
2: Okay,
0: you're able to no problem hoist yourself up, and you find okay. yourself and you find yourself on this balcony.
3: All right, I then you know unravel the rope from from around my waist and give it a nice hearty tie off on one of the posts and, you know, lean over the side and say, all right, guys, come on up. Is that the master bedroom? I don't know. Come on up and look. I'm not going in first. Well,
1: is it like a solid door? Is there windows on the balcony? I mean, it's a balcony. It's got to have windows, right? Or at least a glass door.
0: No, the balcony is about as wide as the the sliding door. Which is Uh, usually a glass sliding door. No, these are like picture like uh picture like a like an oriental style uh house with like the doors are like they're very thin but they're not see-through and everything's sliding like that. This entire time Vipier is absolutely sitting on one of those uh uh
4: on one of those chairs.
2: The big comfy ones?
4: Yeah. <laughs> it might smell like mold and other shit, but like she's just like
3: it's a comfy spot to sit down This is the first chance she's had to do that yeah. in days Like her
4: knee Like uh, her leg Like she's sitting the opposite way Of where you're supposed to be like Back is to like one of the arms And then like her legs are dangling over
0: one of the other So sitting all cool
3: Just completely splayed out
0: Yep <laughs> Okay cool uh, So Rogar's tying off that rope And uh The sliding door opens Nope. <laughs> and a strange ghostly creature, seemingly writhing in the throes of fear, stands before you, Rogyar. And she looks at you and she just shrieks, Intruders! And we'll see you next week. God damn it! On the Inspired damn. Incompetence Podcast. Ball. See ya.
2: Bye uh, you. Uh, Sorry, see ya. See ya. See ya. Yeah, bye. Bye, Roguey. <laughs>